Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Messy Closet, and I am back with some incredible news for Disney fans today. Bob Iger is back as CEO. So literally, over the weekend, Bob Chapek just was, I guess, unceremoniously let go from Disney. Now, there were a lot of sagas and there were a lot of issues going on with Disney. So according to Yahoo, it says that there were political missteps, which I really have not been following, so I don't know what they are. Consumer outrage, which I can 100% understand, and dwindling stock prices, which these huge companies put a lot of value in to let people know what the value of their whole brand is, right? That's what these stocks do. They elevate or decrease the value of brands. So this is so strange but so many people are happy. So Bob Iger wrote this letter and it said that, you know, he's talking about the challenges going forward, but he's so proud of the company that he left behind and he's happy to be back and stabilize some things. So he wrote, dear fellow employees and cast members, it's with an incredible sense of gratitude and humility, and I must admit, a bit of amazement that I write to you this evening with the news that I am returning to the Walt Disney Company as the Chief Executive Officer. And it goes on to talk about ESPN, Disney General Entertainment, the studios itself, the parks, ABC News, and everything Disney owned. So he's talking about the employees and... Um, how much has been asked of them over the past three years with COVID. So you will be hearing from this. And he expressed deep gratitude for everyone and how he speaks about how Disney holds a special place in the hearts of many people around the world. And the company is on a mission to bring joy to people through storytelling and inspiration and the one thing that I always loved about Disney is that they call the people who put everything together Imagineers. Because that's really what it is. You know, the first time I went to Disney World, I was 12 years old. And it was it was great. I mean, even as like a tween, like you can find the enjoyment in it. And then I went back years later as an adult. And then a few years ago, in my 40s, I went to Universal Studios, and I had, I've had i never seen one Harry Potter movie, ever. And I think I maybe read one book, like, a long time ago, but I did, like, the Harry Potter world. And, I mean, they made it amazing. It was so real, and The Simpsons was so much fun. So I really had a great time. And, I mean, Disney does a great job of taking you out of reality. But... Recently, people have been complaining about the prices and all of these things, and there's actually a list. So according to the Washington Post, there are nine changes that Disney fans want Bob Iger to make to the theme parks. 
And these are like hardcore Disney fans. So they want lower prices, totally understandable. Stop requiring reservations to visit the theme parks. I didn't know that that was a thing, but I think that that makes sense. Allow park hopping earlier. I mean, people will get up and go early and, you know, they just want to, they're excited to be there and they want to get their day in. Abolish Genie Plus, the paid service that lets visitors skip popular ride lines for a fee. Yes, you shouldn't be allowed to spend extra money, even if you have it, to get to those rides. People wait hours. I waited hours. And I agree. Make annual passes available for sale again. That's a good idea because I think a lot of people would do that and and go. I know people that go several times a year to Disney. Ooh, yes, this is a really good one, and this is important. Reinstate the free airport shuttle to Florida's Walt Disney World. Absolutely. Do you know how expensive it is to get Ubers and cabs and car services to and from the airport? I just paid almost $100 in Minneapolis, and I was shocked, shocked. Like, it's just, they're just price gouging everywhere. And then this one is stop charging for magic bands, a once free accessory. Again, I don't know what that is. I don't go to Disney a lot, but if it was once free, you should not be like charging for it, really. Kind of like Twitter, (laughs) just saying. And a less political company. Now, I don't know if this is when they went and spoke out against the don't say gay thing, but you guys, that's not politics. That is people's lives and many employees can be LGBT plus. So it's not about that. It's about representation and representation for people in the country should be everyone. That's just my opinion, but if that's what the political thing is, I don't know. But if that's how people feel, that's how they feel. I don't see Disney as political, and there you go. Now, Michael Eisner, who was the CEO before Bob Iger, tweeted out a welcome back to him. And just a little side note that Michael Eisner is from Mount Kisco, New York, which is just about 45 minutes north of Mount Vernon, where I grew up, which is what I'm going to talk about next. So obviously, as Gen Xers, we grew up on a lot of movies. And some of them were movies that we taped off of the VCR with you got pieces of the commercials in and stuff or missed a part of the movie because you still had to press the little button with the cord attached to the VCR. So you had to watch the whole thing. But it was great fun. But when I grew up, There were no, I'm trying to remember like the newer Disney movies in the 80s because I remember going to, there was a theater in Mount Vernon, an old school one room, one movie picture show theater. And it was called the Parkway Theater. And I want to say it was at least open from the 1960s. And it actually burned down in the early 90s. So on this strip, it's obviously overlooking a parkway. That's why it's overlooking the Cross County Parkway, which goes from Mount Vernon and Yonkers, like down the Hudson 
into the city, like past Mashaloo Parkway and all that stuff on that side of the, the Bronx. So it's overlooking this, this part. There's like a, you know, an overpass is actually a bridge. So at where I lived as a teenager and where my parents still live now, you walk on this overpass and the first thing you would hit when I was a teenager was the Parkway Theater. So we used to have to drive there when we were kids. And next to it is this restaurant that's been there for 30 years. It's a Cajun restaurant called The Bayou. And then there was like a Chinese restaurant and a couple of other places. And in the early 90s, when The Bayou had just opened, it caught fire. And the whole set of buildings, like all of the businesses went up. And that was the end of the Parkway Theater. It's actually now a funeral home. But the Bayou rebuilt and they're going strong and it's been like 30 years plus. They made it through the pandemic. And if you're ever in Fleetwood, New York, Mount Vernon, New York, hit up the Bayou on Gramatin Avenue and get the voodoo wings and get a purple haze or a hurricane. Oh, God, they have such good food. So anyway, back to Disney. At the Parkway Theater is where I saw on the big screen Snow White. Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Bambi, and Dumbo, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So these are the Disney movies that I remember seeing there. Now, interestingly enough, back in the mid to late 90s, Lennox and Disney partnered up, and they came up with these spice jars that had all all of the characters currently up through, I want to say it was like Aladdin, Little Mermaid, and Beauty and the Beast. And that was pretty much like where my childhood interest in Disney ended. Actually, I will say this though, my high school, we all loved Aladdin so much that we picked A Whole New World as our prom song which was very cool because we were like leaving our world and like entering a whole new world. And I know it sounds corny to you guys, but it meant something to us at the time. So Disney was always a part of everything. And these spice jars went up through the mid nineties. So like I said, it stopped at around Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast and um, the Little Mermaid. And I'm trying to remember like 80s Disney stuff. And the 80s Disney stuff I really remember, besides like seeing Fantasia for the first time, was that they would have these little like Christmas specials, Easter or Valentine's specials where they did like, um, I remember there was like the Eurythmics did this, they played one of their songs to um, all of the, what do you call the the centaurs? And there's like, I had this on video. It was like, Disney loves Valentine's Day. And it was supposed to be like a spoof on MTV. And they had all of these rights to this music and they mixed it with cartoons that had already been created. So anyway, it was just very cool. And um, I opened up this box, right? So my mother had wrapped this box. It was an Avon box. Do you guys remember if anyone ever got Avon that it came in a big brown box that had the blue Avon and it had the big hefty lid and these boxes were like strong, strong cardboard. So she took that and wrapped it in some sort of like either contact paper or wallpaper, but something very thick paper 
when I tell you since 1997 that this paper has hardly ripped and the bow that she put on top stayed. So it was a white bow like made of lace and blue and white, light blue and white paper. And she wrapped the whole box and each of these little sets of, there was two, two sets together. So two spice jars together in a set, I should say. 24 of them. So I unwrapped all of these because I had only looked at like one or two and some of them were even just coming out of the styrofoam for the first time and everything was taped together from the late 90s. So I just took all of these spice jars out today and there was a shelf that that my husband had made for books and it didn't work out. Happened to be the perfect length to fit all 24 of these teeny tiny little jars. And if you check out my TikTok, at Roseanne Carlo, I think I put it on Instagram too, also at Roseanne Carlo, you can see these jars quickly. I did like a quick little video and my website, Reesh Online, is going to be adding in some decor and everything come 2023. So Disney, no matter what age, I think will always give you a bit of nostalgia and, and make you happy and remind you of something. Now, I have these two awesome nieces who grew up watching all of the same Disney movies that I did. And I remember we went out a couple of summers ago and it was right after everyone had gotten like vaccinated except for the kids, but we still had to like, you know, wear the masks when you were walking into the restaurant, but you could take it off. You felt a little more comfortable. And I remember we were walking down the street in the summer for the first time, just breathing air without a mask for like a few minutes until people came towards us. And we were talking about Disney and things that we liked. And they called me Wawa. And they said, Wawa, if you were a Disney princess, which one would you be? And I looked at them and I said, well, did you really think that I would be a Disney princess? And they said, no, you would be a Disney villain. And I said, which one? And one said Maleficent and the other said the Evil Queen. And those are two of my favorites, but also with my gray hair right now, I do look a lot like Lady Tremaine. So I grew up just really enjoying, you know, the old school animated Disney movies. And it's not that I don't like Pixar. I honestly think it's really, really cool to see a, a more like lifelike cartoon, but I would be really happy to see some old school animation brought back because anything can be done digitally, but to get the drawings on the paper and make them move and do all of these things, it's becoming a lost art. And we know I'm all about art. So I would love to see Disney do the old school and bring back some of the, the original type of animation. I think that it would be great. You know, I've always loved like the lithographs and, and um, just bringing a piece of these, these animated films home. I always thought that they were beautiful. So yeah, and the other thing that I do wanna say is I see these videos all over of people saying things you should no longer do as an adult and people kind of rag on adults who love Disney and I just think that's so wrong. If you're an adult who loves anything, especially Disney, anything from your childhood, anything that you can share with your kids or just that makes you feel like a kid again, I don't see anything wrong with that. We need more of that 
in the world because there's so much like anger and it comes from the generation that says that they're tolerant, like the generation of the participation trophies, because as Gen Xers, we don't, well, maybe we used to make people feel bad. Yeah, we did a little bit of teasing and whatever, but the thing is we did it so much to each other as kids. We kind of have grown out of it as an adult. It's like, my God, whatever makes you happy, at least in my opinion, I don't care. Keep that inner child because it's what makes the world go round. It brings joy and everybody deserves joy. And I've only been to Disney World, I can count, three times. At 12, sometime in my 20s, and sometime in my 40s. And, you know, I only hit up small parts of it. I've never probably seen all of it or done all of the rides, whatever. But I can see how people fall in love with it. Because when you're there, you're in a different world. So I'm hoping that to all of the cast members and employees that have felt that they were, you know, treated poorly the past few years, I hope that these changes come about and are positive and Disney gets back to where it was, you know, the the magic kingdom. And I have one more request and it's very personal. And I don't know if it's ever going to happen again, but please bring back Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. There is nothing in the world better than that. I don't remember what ride it became, but I remember I went there at 12 and I went on the ride with my father. I don't think my mother and sister wanted to go. They thought it was going to be like too weird. So he and I went on the ride and they like went and did something else. And it was the 80s. So you just had to like find each other. So I guess they picked a meeting place for however long. But I loved Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And when I went back in my 20s, you know, I didn't wasn't really looking anything up. And I hadn't expected anything to change. And I'm walking around, walking around. I'm like, where's Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? And it wasn't there. And I was very, very heartbroken because it was wonderfully clever and incredible and weird and dark and all of the things that I love. And the, the, the ride that came closest for me in my 20s to that was the Haunted Mansion, which I thought was fantastic. And then I actually went on Space Mountain for the first time, which I couldn't do at when I was 12 because no one would go on the ride with me. And I do remember going to this beautiful little like Disney village that was on the water and there were all these lights like in the shape of the Disney characters and everything. And I remember just everything being so joyful. Now, the last time I went, I said we went through the Harry Potter world and we went through the Simpsons. And what did we do? We did the Men in Black ride, which was weird because people can like, you know, point their laser thing at you and you spin. And I didn't know that and it was making me sick. So it was a good ride, but like that part was not my favorite. It didn't go too fast, but I wasn't I wasn't prepared for it. I kind of wish that that would have come with a warning. The ride that I really liked that I thought was over the top was the Transformers ride. I happened to be in the front, like, left seat, and there was a fireball coming, and they really make sure it was right in front of my face. Like, I could see it, and everybody could see it. it was right in front of my face and my face only, and you could feel the heat. It's like they actually went and, you know, put a heater there so you could feel like this was there, and I don't know if you've ever been on the 
end of like this ride but if you have a fear of heights it's wild i loved it i was like woo yes let's go over the edge of that building it's great oh man and then the ride that got me the most was the et ride because that was the first movie i ever saw in the movie theaters with my friend tina who i'm still friends with and we went in the bronx throgs neck boulevard it was like whatever theaters were open and we saw it and when all of the ets came out of the spaceship we both screamed and we each jumped in our father's laps and like wrapped our arms around their necks and watched the movie that way and of course went to mickey d's afterwards on tremont avenue for some chicken nuggets and fries with barbecue sauce I remember that so clearly and that was our first movie and this is like now you know the 40th anniversary and Drew Barrymore said that she thought he was real oh my gosh and that just got me because I loved that movie so much and I bought a little E.T. like soft you know plush toy and we get on the ride and it's on the bike and we're going through the whole movie literally it was so well done with the cars and the pine trees and it was amazing and i'm like choking back tears because i loved the movie so much and then we get to the gift shop and the gift shop had everything also from back to the future so this was just amazing to me because as I have said in Back to the Future Day and Back to the Future, my alternate thoughts is that that's like my favorite trilogy. So I'm looking at like Marty McFly's holographic hat and the jacket and the sneakers and oh my gosh. I mean, just to me to bring these movies to life <clears throat> is just amazing. And then, you know, you kind of go strolling down like Hollywood Boulevard and there was a Blues Brothers car and the concert and Marilyn Monroe and like the mystery machine. I had such a great time. And then there was like a little sort of movie prop shop. I mean, there was everything. And then there was that like Harry Potter dragon. And I just, it amazes me the way something can remove you from reality. And when you talk about it in the end, like I am now, it still evokes those happy memories. So stop telling adults that they're too old to like Disney. That's just ridiculous. That's like saying to adults that act in Disney movies that they shouldn't be doing that. Like, weird, stop, stop ragging on people. We've done that so much as kids that we don't need to do that as adults. It's time to accept and let everybody be who they are and do what makes them happy. But I am going to say one more time on that personal note, please bring back Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It was the best. I would be like first in line to get on that ride again. And, you know, this is exciting news. I really hope to see Disney rise up to its heyday again because that's what Walt wanted when he created Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and these original cartoons were in black and white Mickey on the steamship and they're dancing and they're giving the little kisses and you know it's just joy to the people that work at Disney have worked at Disney are the cast members create the characters help create all of these things <laughs>